Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the sixth Make It So Unofficial podcast. I am Ross Fertel, faithful reader on the forums. And I'm Nathan Gooey Chewy Miracle. And we're here, um, we're, we're going to start out a little differently today. Um, there's some really awesome people in this community, and well, being perfectly honest, they don't really get a whole lot awesomer than the one and only Corbin Johnson. That's right. Corbin has agreed to help us out with this podcast. Yes, Corbin has agreed to host this podcast on iTunes and get everything set up. So if you're downloading this via iTunes, he's the guy that you owe your thanks to. He's so many kinds of awesome, super thanks for you for getting this up and running. So big thanks to Corbin for that. And uh, with that, we have another challenge to talk about today. Well, we, we do, but um, Char- Charlie also mentioned something about how the teams are going to be continuously getting reshuffled, and in, in particular how the teams are kind of in different time zones as they're creating these cards. Right, and being in different time zones can definitely have an effect on how well you can work with your teammates. Right, well, I, I, I can imagine there are advantages to, you know, jumping on Google+, Plus, jumping on Skype, jumping on, you know, your flu powder with Harry Potter, but it, it's got to be pretty cool to get work done on cards while you're sleeping. Yeah, there's definitely advantages to both. Uh, I in my previous experiences with Make It So, I've been in both situations. Um, of course, I didn't have a job the first time around, so we actually got a lot of work done in time zones where I probably should have been asleep. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Right. So, uh, if, if you don't have access to the Google Plus or the Skype or your time zones just don't allow it, it is possible to work straight off of the boards. Uh, I've done that before too. Um, but you don't get as quick a feedback on that. Right. And I, I suppose the, the biggest question on people's minds are will the teams be named after the first officers next time or will Charlie just continue going with the captains? Hmm. Since different people on different teams, I vote first officers. Right. We can do science officers next time. Well, what I think would be a really awesome twist is for the final team challenge, after everyone's had a chance to work with each other, if they would be able to actually choose their own teams, but have that time be determined... Um, that you know, like, like it was with the picture of this challenge during the second edition of Make It So, you know, you, you have all the time you have to choose your teams, but that time will cut into the time that you have to make the cards. So you can't uh, can't spend the entire challenge just picking your team. Well, you you could, but your entries are going to be pretty. <laughs> okay, what you can do and what you can do are totally different. Right. And um, this this challenge, this Gray Matters challenge, 
I, I don't think anyone was planning on this challenge appearing ever. I certainly wasn't, and I think this challenge was by far the toughest one that we have seen. It, it may end up being the toughest one outside of the final challenge of the whole season. Right. I mean, the, the, the whole concept of bringing back old dilemmas, I mean, it, it just seems so easy with Shades of Grey, but that was after a lot of work went into that. And not only did a lot of work that, but the actual description talks about how that's probably not a really good way to do it because it talks about how it broke the event template. So even your examples of, hey, these are good ways to do this, aren't really good ways to do this. Right. Well, I, um, I, I know that a lot of us have been kind of harping on the contestants and that's the internal struggle for, you know, what, what template is this? You know, how, how do we do this? And lo looking at these cards in Shades of Grey, it's, it's got to be tough to, you know, find some that you can just double the skill requirements of and find one that you could just add to exobiology. That's true. How you boot it is part of this. Um, it's got to be something that makes sense with what's first, and it's got to be you actually makes it stronger, but doesn't make it broken. So it's a really fine line to walk, I think. Yes, it's hard hard enough with one dilemma to make sure that it isn't horribly, horribly broken, but when you're working with four or five other dilemmas... Yeah, and with unlike a, a new dilemma, you don't have complete control over what it does. You've got to work with whatever it already says. And right, so if, if a problem comes up, you don't, you're don't you not adding one card, you're actually adding a rata to two cards. Right. And this is even after we presume that the teams have chosen their dilemmas. That in and of itself is going to be a, a massive undertaking. Right, I, I remember Charlie talking about focusing on one group, but even then you have TNG, you have Deep Space Nine, you've got the movies. Yeah, how big we're talking about what exactly do we i mean do we choose uh both the shades of gray and the downloader dilemmas choose very specific dilemmas you do that or you do something like the Shula dilemmas and just go with the whole group so there's a, a lot of choices there right well the the other thing that i was well i, I actually did have a couple thoughts with this my, my first thought was actually using the original copyright line for some of these earlier sets to add Nikon to some of those sets and just, you know, have some sort of reactor core style card for the sets that don't have an icon like AU and Q Continuum. But the problem is those sets both have some really powerful dilemmas that you really don't want to make a little more powerful. That That's a big problem with choosing a group instead of naming specific dilemmas is... Uh, even with, I mentioned the Jula Dilemmas, some of them are really good. Some of them are not. Uh, the Casino Royale Dilemmas, some of them are better than others. So if you just give a straight boost to all of them, well, that's just going to make the good ones even better. Right, plus, especially with those, you need to kind of future-proof it with every other Jula Dilemma that you're going to make from now on. Right. Yeah, every... Every new dilemma that fits into that group has to be 
uh, through that lens, which I think is the problem with Saul uh, Redburn. He let murderers kill an extra person. Well, there's even a backwards compatible dilemma, which has been converted now, but murder investigations. I'm not sure that people really thought, or that the designers really thought about how that interacted with Cyrus Redblock. Right. Well, the uh, other ways that teen Texans can shoot themselves in the foot going forward is if they refer to uh, sets dilemmas by the set icon. Because if a future promo is made with that icon, or from that set rather, it's going to have to use that icon in the promo. Right, it'll have an additional icon on it, which is also breaking the template. Well, it's, it's not breaking it too much because remember, Holodeck icon, the Holodeck Adventures icon is game text for, I think, one of the Captain Proton cards. And every single card from that expansion that's been made into a virtual promo now has to have the... Uh, which, if you go back and uh, base it on one of those icons that hasn't been used yet, you might have to actually look to see are there promo cards that already exist from that set. Right. Because they'd have to receive errata to go back and get their previous icon. Right. Which is something that design would probably not be too thrilled to do. Probably not. But um, in, in terms of looking for underused dilemmas, that there's no greater tool than just looking through old sets and seeing what cards are in decks and what cards aren't. I agree with that. It's tempting to say you go look at the card search engine and find all the dilemmas that fit into this category. But that doesn't tell you how often those dilemmas actually get used. I think the contestants are better off just choosing sets and going card by card and seeing how many decks is this card used in? How many decks is that card used in? If it's used in three or four decks, then you, know, you might not want to choose that one to be one to boost. Right. Well, the, the other thing I thought the contestants could look at is just in their closets. I mean, a, a lot of the dilemmas in Shades of Grey are from the PAQ pack era, and I, I know a lot of us have played in uh, games with the official tournament seal deck, so we've probably got a bunch of these random white border dilemmas sitting around gathering dusts used for a house of cards and such. Yeah, that yeah, if you're looking at what decks and dilemma has been used in, keep in mind if if it says, Hey, it's been used in ten decks and they're all sealed deck, it's probably still a good candidate for boosting. Right. And like the previous challenge that I thought would have been better if the teams were just doing three cards instead of six, I'm, I'm really going to be looking forward to seeing how well these cards work with each other and how they really enhance the group of cards that they're working with, as opposed to just making a brand new dilemma for the sake of it. Right. There's six cards that we're going to be making. I think that's a whole lot of cards. Even the Shades of Grey cycle was only four cards. Um, so six cards, they're definitely getting a lot of rope to hang themselves. Well, the, the good news is with six cards, they have a lot of room to play with. 
And um, especially with this challenge, they're specifically allowed to use any card type they want. I mean, I, I can't imagine how much space they can, or how much mileage they can get with a ship. But, I mean, maybe a mission that specifically allows some dilemmas to seed under there or gives some extra potency to a certain dilemma? Uh, I know that there is a two-week generation. I'm sure there's one that are like this I just don't know about. Uh, but there's a mission in 2E that deals with the androids that says unscientific method is cost minus two here. So, you know, granted, we don't have costs in 1E. Right. But I could see something along those lines, such and such dilemma, does something extra at this mission. Right. And we, we also mentioned the Cirrus Redblock, who um, deals with dilemmas that have murder in the title. But there there really is... There's not a huge amount of limits placed on the card types the contestants can use. Uh, again, I'd, I'd probably be willing, if, if there's a ship in the set, I, I might be willing to give it a couple of bonus points here and there just for the sheer audacity of trying to actually do that. You know, I can actually a ship at a special download icon uh, that named a dilemma and in parentheses said, beat at this mission. Yeah, that, that is interesting, because um, I've, I've happened to have a copy of I'm Not Going to Fight You in my hand right now, and it, it's the one from The Next Generation. It's got Picard and Dathan, and it starts out with, you know, download up to two of the following. Ellardell Creature, which fits in nicely with the story. Kalanoth, who, okay, yeah, Nausikins, okay, and Rebel Encounters. All right, you're just reaching for it by now. I suppose those are people who might fight. Right. I mean, it, it, it goes with that, but it, it definitely helps from the story perspective, which is, you know, hard to do when you're naming three, four, eight, thirty-six cards. Which is why I think a lot of these may just name one or two cards instead of naming four. Right. Well, we, we definitely do have the contestants <laughs> with their work cut out for them. So we, we wish them the best of luck. We do. Um, there's just a, a ton of pitfalls that you could fall into in this challenge. So be careful, be on your toes, and watch out. And I'm, I'm looking at the thread on the forums, and for, for the previous challenge, there wasn't a whole lot of discussion just because I imagine everyone had a brain explosion. I imagine with this challenge, everyone's sitting there going, huh? Okay. How do we go about this? Yes. And um, spe speaking of the forums, our little Make It So podcast post is growing pretty steadily here. It is. We did have somebody... Try to force it to the third page by posting one-word posts. Yes, and you know what I say to that. Bad monkey, bad, bad monkey. We did specifically say we are not looking for spam. We are looking for discussion. Well, there, there are currently 25 posts as of this exact moment, and I'll always post an update when we have a new episode, so I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a challenge getting to that third page. 
So if you have thoughts about this challenge, ideas about what the contestants might be able to do, things you want to talk about from the podcast, go ahead and post them. We still have that spoiler outstanding. And that, that spoiler is all ready to go. I've got it all set. Uh, as soon as I see that the post has hit 30 posts onto the third page, I'm more than happy to post it. As soon as I get myself home at my computer, it's going up, I promise you. And folks, I've heard this spoiler, it's a good one. Yes, and you, you can confirm that it might not be a spoiler that Charlie knows. I don't think it is. All right. On that conspiratorial note, um, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, we have two subscribers on YouTube. I'd love to have a third, fourth, or 28th. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, come back next time where we'll discuss these really, really interesting dilemmas from Make It So. Um, I'm Ross, a faithful reader for Tell. And I'm Nathan Gooey Chewy Mirror. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.